Chapter 10 There were three new employees at the Pizza Hut who'd spent most of their first few days training with Peter. Peter never considered himself a leader, and although the company handbook gave specific instructions for him to follow, his approach to life had recently changed. He'd acquired a rebellious and short-tempered tick since getting the job, meeting Becky, and discovering the peaceful yet lonely spot on County Road C-91. Peter was becoming a man. That was the all of it. But his emotions and confusion were making it hard for him to see it as that simple. Becky seemed to drift further and further away from him every day. She was almost living entirely in his imagination, and that worried him that he might be developing an unhealthy fascination. Thinking about this made him mad, so he spent most of his time alone in the bathroom. Peter was already at work that Saturday, sitting on the men's room toilet with a pornographic magazine in his lap, frustratedly masturbating. He punched the stall wall a few times and then banged his head against it, throwing the magazine on the floor and knocking the toilet paper dispenser off the wall where it clattered and banged against the tile. Outside the bathroom door, two new employees stood with a mop and broom, listening and looking at each other with concern. Peter was supposed to be training them, but so far all he'd done was hang out in the bathroom and take off for long drives in his delivery car. Peter pulled up his pants, flushed the toilet, and tucked the magazine behind the tank. He washed his hands and stared at himself in the mirror for a moment, adjusting the hat on his head and the collar of his uniform. His acne was fading, and in its place, black hairs stuck out along his chin and upper lip. He looked like a peeled radish carved into the shape of a thin snowman. His own face had begun to annoy him. He untucked his shirt and dried his hands on his thighs and pushed open the door. Behind the counter, fidgeting with the cash register, was a third new hire. Her name was Courtney. She was a year younger than Peter. She'd been brought over from another store just like him. She was small and rather plain, but had become the prominent source of Peter's recent grief. In the few days they'd worked together, somehow Peter and Courtney had started dating. Peter wasn't sure how it actually happened. Earlier in the week, he'd given her a ride home, and she'd kissed him as they sat parked in her parents' driveway. She'd kissed him this same way the next two nights as well. Her kisses tasted like pizza, and she smelled like bleached flour. But her tongue was pierced like Becky's, which was the only reason he'd gone along with it the first time. Now it'd been almost a week, and Courtney was already calling him pet names like Poo-Poo and Pee-Pee. Even worse, she was taking liberties at work to slack off because of their kissing. Peter stopped by the jukebox and watched Courtney count a few stacks of $5 bills from the cash drawer and pocket a few for herself. What are you doing, he asked. I need money for cigarettes, she said, loudly chewing gum and wiping her nose. There was hardly a thing about Courtney he found attractive aside from the dyed color of her hair and the way her eyeshadow slid lazily back to her ears. She looked at him and winked. Peter's stomach turned to stone. He could smell her breath from across the counter. 
I'm going for a drive, he said distantly, gathering his jacket and sunglasses. A ripple of gravel crumbled outside the front doors. Peter looked out into the parking lot. Becky's car rolled to a stop, and Mike got out from behind the wheel, flicking his cigarette butt into the air as he walked around to the passenger side and helped Becky out of the back seat. Becky's sunglasses hung crooked on her nose, and she staggered to rise and then wobbled in place. Mike helped her to the front door and walked her inside and back to her desk without saying a word. He poured her a glass of water and sat on her desk, forcing her to drink it. After a few minutes, she seemed to wake up and look around, blinking and squinting and twitching. What the hell happened, Peter asked. Mike said nothing, firmly putting out a cigarette in an old slice of pizza. Peter studied Mike's shaky hands. He could tell Mike was mad. It must have been a frustrating drive to work. Courtney wiggled behind the desk and rubbed Becky on the shoulder. You okay, girl? she asked. Becky snorted, blowing her nose into a napkin and tossing it on the floor. I'm fine, Becky said, swatting a hand at her. Leave me alone. I'm fine. Peter turned and left, kicking open the front door, climbing into his car, and peeling out of the parking lot shortly after. You having problems with a dude? Courtney asked. Becky nodded her head. Yeah, kinda, she said. Mike didn't want to hear any more. He got up from the desk and went out the back door, lighting a third cigarette and staring up at the sky. Courtney took a seat on the desk. Becky just eyed her and picked up a slice of pizza. She suddenly didn't feel like talking. She took a bite and chewed with her mouth open. Her eyes were empty and wet. I'm going to take a guess and say some dude won't get back to you, Courtney said. Becky glared at her, but kept chewing without a word. So you slept with some guy, and he won't call you back, Courtney went on. And now you're all confused and mad and want to know why. Becky glared at her even harder, angry that she was right. So what, Becky barked with her mouth full. So what if I do? I'm allowed to have feelings. I'm allowed to be hurt sometimes. Do you have feelings for this dude, Courtney asked? Or are you just upset about being rejected? I don't get why a guy just wants sex, Becky said. I don't get why when it's just sex, it's a one-time thing. Like a bee sting or something. Chris, Andy, all of them, they treat me like this. Like I'm a one-time thing with an occasional reset switch. Why is that? It's because of the type of girl you are, Courtney said. Becky tossed her slice of pizza down and stared at her. What's that supposed to mean, Becky asked. There are different types of girls, Courtney said. Guys stick us into these categories so they can discard us or set us aside easily. Haven't you ever thought about that? No, I haven't, Becky said, shaking her head. What kind of girl am I? Your chip's in the bed, Courtney said plainly. Becky looked up at her, confused and hurt. What? she asked. Your chip's in the bed, Courtney said, shrugging her shoulders. That's what some of the boys in town call you. 
What does that even mean? Becky asked. It means that you're the kind of girl that when you bring a guy home, you've got an open bag of potato chips lying in your unmade bed. Becky thought about this, realizing that at that current second, not only was there an open bag of potato chips lying in her unmade bed, but there was also a second unopened bag lying next to it that she was planning on opening after today's shift. You shouldn't feel bad, Courtney said. I've heard guys refer to you as worse. Becky picked up her slice of pizza and frowned. Thank you.